0: You're listening to Brunch with Me, Noreen Mayer, This morning, let's welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan for our midweek audio column. How are you, Cruzy?
1: Hello, Noreen, and thank you for having me back again. It's good
0: to see you. <laughs>
1: How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Um, I am going to be championing, championing, providing a platform for the humble earthworm today. OK, I was reading a book um, recently and they had a passage in the book that said, you know, you little grubby little worm or something like that as an insult to somebody. And then I was remembering, um, I watch a lot of nature documentaries, with my children. It's a way of me trying to do productive, happy, positive screen time. So um, but I remember watching it and we were um, we were talking about Um, You know the value of earthworms and what they do, why we have earthworms, right? And I was like, it's so unfair to insult someone and call them a little worm. Yeah, and so much negative.
0: Remember that song? Nobody likes me, everybody hates me, guess I'm going to eat worms. And it's just so bad.
1: Worms are great. It should be a treat. Yeah, but that's the thing. So we haven't ever really stopped to give them much thought. We don't see them, right? Unless it's been raining and we see one on the path or something and you go, oh, it's a worm. Um, But it turns out they're Pretty incredible. Um, so an earthworm is like more than just an undervalued invertebrate. So um, there are actually thousands of different species around the world. And apparently the UK has 26 of its own. There's um, So it's very interesting, these types of worms that we have. Um, so there's lots of different colours. And, you know, we've got these sort of like deep burrowers that are kind of the big juicy pink worm your character your cartoon worm if you will yeah. um and they can tunnel tunnel down to a depth of three meters um so that's really interesting so there's lots of different kinds of worms that talk uh, that we have now what like some of them can be quite large i've actually i've definitely seen on a rainy day like a worm that's come out but like wow that is a, a long really one i thought it was a worm. snake yeah, yeah you yeah. know um there have been some absolute whoppers of worms. Okay. The <laughs> largest common earthworm ever recorded in the UK was 40 centimetres long. And we're just in like a backyard vegetable patch. 40. Yeah. Wow, that, that long. That's really yeah, long. As you show you, the finger, fingers, fingers <laughs> like away. Um, and okay. So then there's this horrible thing that we've heard before about like, if you chop an earthworm in two, it did both halves survive. Yeah. I don't think it's true. Is it? I, I don't know. Well, uh, for the f- you first need to know where the front end of the earthworm is. And the easiest way to tell what the front and the back of the earthworm is, if you're interested, um, is look for its saddle, which is a fleshy ring around its middle that sits closer to its head end. And the common earthworm may survive having its tail cut off below the saddle as you'll miss most of its major organs, but it will never quite return to its former glory. So still be careful. Don't just don't do yeah, that. Don't it's do a horrible that. thing to yeah. do. But that's that sort of thing there. Ooh. Um. Now, aren't they kind of just, you might be asking, aren't they just a wriggly tube with a mouth and a bum? Well, yes and no. Um, earthworms, essentially one long digestive system designed to break down organic material and release those nutrients back into the soil. But they're also remarkably complex. So Charles Darwin discovered that while they don't have ears, they still hear. When he placed them on his piano in a pot of soil, they retreated underground as soon as a note was played. And Darwin rightly concluded they were acutely aware of sound vibrations, a mechanism that helps them escape from underground predators such as moles, (laughs) which is adorable. Okay, so they they respond to sound, but they're probably not very smart, is the other thing you're thinking of, because we can insult people calling them a worm. Well, this is where it also gets interesting. So Darwin also suspected they had some kind of basic intelligence, and he, after watching them choose leaves by their shape, he set up an experiment with tiny triangles of paper. As he predicted, the earthworms were tugging the paper triangles from their apexes, the ends most likely to fit into their burrows. So if you imagine you have a triangle... Of like a triangle leaf, the worm is going for the the point the tip, yeah. and pulling the point because that's how it would be able to get into its burrow, right? Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, so, other experiments have shown that they can learn to navigate mazes and they get faster each time they attempt them. A different test also demonstrated that if threatened, earthworms herd together underground, communicating by touch and crawling over one another. Okay, like that, that. Just come on, that hits you. That's adorable. That but yes, yeah, so the other thing is they're probably not that's they're probably not that strong. well, earthworms might be small, but they punch well above their weight to move through the earth they burrow by forcefully enlarging tiny crevices and cracks in the soil and this can take an enormous amount of pressure and strength and they've shown this with experiments. they can push ten times their own body weight. that's the equivalent of a human pushing a large polar bear out of your way right Whoa. and that's what's even more extraordinary is that tiny hatchlings baby earthworms if you will, can push 500 times their own body weight. That's the same as a person casually pushing a humpback whale to the side. That's how strong a worm is. That's
0: amazing. So it shouldn't be an insult. If somebody called me a worm, I'd be like, yeah, Yeah, that's right, I'm strong. I'm strong.
1: (laughs) And if they need to push through the, you know, and okay, you think so? they need to push through the earth, so why are they designed like to be the slippery, slimy little tube? Well, actually, earthworm mucus is so slippy that it actively helps them glide through the soil this their gloriously gooey slime helps them to breathe as well because earthworms diffuse oxygen and carbon dioxide through their skin i didn't know that and for this to happen the surface has to be moist um also during mating process earthworms also produce lots of styme so they can stick together <laughs> um so, yeah um but yeah so then but okay earthworm mating is that a disgusting concept Actually, apparently it's not. I've seen slugs mating on some David Attenborough thing. Is it similar? Sort of, you know, they slide
0: down each other's body. Okay, maybe I might describe it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently it's very lengthy and rather sweet. So there's a courtship ritual of the common earthworm um, with this sort of getting to know you session um, where under the cover of darkness, an earthworm will stretch out and attempt to poke its head into a neighboring burrow. And this is a the number of times the earthworm visits a potential mate's burrow varies. Sometimes it's only once or twice or sometimes it's more than a dozen, like depending if they're super keen. And then they, um, the courted earthworm will then reciprocate the visit and then pop over to their burrow and like just have a look in like giddy teenagers, like looking at each other's window or something. And then when they're ready to mate, the, they lie next to each other facing in opposite directions, head to tail, glued together in a tight embrace, And they'll stay like that for any time from like one to three hours. So it's quite a long thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but this is really interesting. So that's, um, we, we do think like, wow, so romantic. Um, okay. So have you ever heard, we've noticed that um, earthworms head to the surface after a rainstorm. So I mentioned that. I said, like, I often see them in Hong Kong after rain. And um, we used to think that they raced upwards to prevent drowning themselves but apparently new theories suggest they're mistaking the sound of raindrops for the vibration of moles digging through the soil or birds jumping on the soil and to avoid becoming lunch they head to the surface but unfortunately that's when they tend to die or get eaten so they're not super smart in that in that regard um But yeah, so they're quite remarkable, really. Um, But we need them. This is what I find really interesting. We really need earthworms. They aerate our soil. They make it possible for us to grow things. Like, that's why our soil needs, you know, soil would just dry out. It would just be hardened lumps if we didn't have these incredible creatures working to, to... mulch everything to pass it through their digestive tract so that it can grow new things. It's an incredible system when you think about it for like that there are this many worms. Apparently estimates where um, vary from a conservative 250,000 wor- worms per acre to over 1.75 million worms per acre of soil. So I mean it's you need them. You need these things in to do what they need to do. Also I came across a um, a stat here where their lifespan well how long do you think a earthworm can live for
0: maybe about nine months to a year interesting interesting six to 20 years whoa yes right whoa that's much longer than i thought i thought they would be like similar to like insects or something not very long no, lifespan. they can have
1: quite a long lifespan <laughs>
0: oh i'm not, well i'm not Not condoning it but you know if one was interested you could have a pet worm
1: you could have you could have a pet worm you wouldn't see them very often they'd be pretty busy Um, and they need to be under the ground and stuff Um, yeah yeah. and it might get lonely you need need a pair of them to be giddy teenagers together (laughs) but that's but this is the thing about them they're really fascinating and they they do they're in soil worldwide and they eat organic plant matter fungi other kind of weird microorganisms and they turn it into stuff that's you know, valuable. Wow. It's important. Um, now that I mentioned the largest earthworm found in the United Kingdom, forty centimeters. Forty centimeters yeah. in nineteen sixty-seven, and I wonder if there are still worms this big. There was a colossal earthworm found in South Africa that measured twenty-one feet or six point seven meters long.
0: No, yeah.
1: that's a worm. That was a worm. Yep. Yeah and this was like it, it sounds like a snake yeah and so it was absolutely amazing so the one that they found that was 40 centimeters in the uk they named dave um but it they um yeah so no they didn't they and the named other ones, the really long one dave oh, they didn't was, give the 40 centimeter one dave he didn't need a name in the end dave and, goliath. <laughs> dave and goliath that's a good one oh that was a good fun. Um, but they're really remarkable. They can also breathe underwater. They can breathe through their skin, as I mentioned. That's how they metabolize things. So that's really interesting. So there's enough oxygen from water to keep them alive for months when they're submerged. So they wouldn't drown in the soil anyway. That's another reason. Um, so they're quite. They're kind of fascinating in that way. We find them in lots of things. But they don't have eyes. Um, they make group decisions, apparently. So they do communicate by touch. They find each other. They form these clusters. And they have a sort of a hive mind kind of working to share information like oh there's some really rotten leaves over there i don't know there's a, a really saucy minx with a burrow over there i'm not sure but they <laughs> it's kind of fascinating um they can also like you know they're, they're quite incredible creatures and i just wanted to give them a bit of time on air to talk about them because um we give them you know there's the you know if you call someone a sniveling little worm you're assuming it's someone without any kind of heart worms have 10 they have ten hearts. Ten. Yes. Earthworm circulation is performed by way of paired aortic arches. There are paired valves that work similarly to your heart, pushing blood in one direction and pulling it back in the other. And earthworms have five pairs of these, and they harry, ca- half carry blood forward to the front end of the worm, while the other half carry it to the rear. So this is a closed circulatory system like ours. So they have plenty of hearts. They're basically one big heart. Yes. You know, um, and they do. They they eat litter. They make things, you know, better for us. They engineer our soil. They mix different soils, they aerate the substrate, they convert complex organic matter into nutrient-rich poo that can be available to plants. I mean, it's quite incredible. They are so critical to the growth of our food systems and our trees. Um, And without earthworms, soil density would increase over time, reducing the ability of roots to breathe and take up water. So if we didn't have worms, we, we, wouldn't, them, grow we wouldn't be able to grow things. Yeah, it's amazing. I have two quotes today. Not that you need to have your opinion changed on worms, because I think I've done that. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, I'm fascinated. Um, one I don't like, which is Emmanuel Kant. He said, "If man makes himself a worm, he must not complain when he is trodden on." And I'm like,
0: again, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're on yeah. Kant. Yeah. Like,
1: come on. But this one I really liked, which was from John Sulston, who said, "If we understand the worm, we understand life." I was like, Yep. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I agree with that.
0: Well, Chrissy, thank you so much for such a uh, riveting discussion. Well, conversation on worms. I'm going to be looking up and sharing that with my <laughs> Thanks girls. Thanks for
1: joining me yeah. while I digged deep, dig, dug deep. Yes. I oh, dug I like deep.
0: That. I dug deep. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye bye. Bye
1: bye. You. Would-